just pressure phase off. The Darton Army go crazy! Glorious goal! Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we carry on through the busy festive fixture schedule. The weather caused havoc last night but Edinburgh bragging rights go to hearts after a late Lawrence Shanklin winner. Rangers are closing in on the loan signing of Fabio Silva from Wolves and Celtic's Asia Cup disruption begins to take shape with Oh and Yang called up by South Korea. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon Diel and Andy Halliday with a big smile on his face. Look at that. Edinburgh is maroon mm. for now. Yep. Andy Halliday and lots of other talking points as well. I needed it because I was disappointed that Christmas is over. You know, it's my favourite time of the year. Then Storm Garrett comes, ruins everyone's day for a couple of days. But like he says, cheered me up last night. Again, it's another Edinburgh Derby win for the Jambos. Shanks continuing that goal-scoring form in the small mark there. I know Firm coming up this weekend to talk about tonight. Just two days away, Gordon DL. It's mm. bound to be dominating the thoughts of many listeners and so much to look forward to across the board. Yeah, um, I, I thought last night um, was an exciting night, Gordon, especially if you were at uh, Livingston St. Johnson. Um, <laughs> but but well, I watched the Edinburgh Derby and uh, you've got to see this man that everyone's talking about, Shanklin. Didn't have the best of games, but you have got to say to yourself what a finish that is. We're looking forward now to the weekend. And I think probably in everybody's lips, if you're in the Celtic camp, will Cameron Carter-Vickers be available? I think uh, that's a big shout for him. Um, as Rangers going there with the confidence that they can beat Celtic, I think the Rangers fans will certainly feel that. I just think we're in for a cracking weekend. I think we've got one of the biggest games down the bottom of the league when Livingston mm. go calling at Fir Park against Motherwell. 01419511025. That is the number you need. It is a busy, busy Thursday night here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard because, as the guys have said, Celtic against Rangers is just two days away. We can look back on last night's fixtures. Of course, a lot of the discussion was around the fact that two big games were off. You Rangers fans, in particular, were you happy with the rest, or would you have rather played and got the points on? the board we've even got our first piece of January transfer speculation is it more than that Rangers closing in on a loan move for Fabio Silva from Wolves so Rangers fans I think you clearly need a striker I don't think that's much of a surprise so what do you make of that I know the way these things work you've been doing your research already you've been firing up the YouTube compilations you've been pouring over the stats what do you make of that one? 01419511025. Looking ahead to the weekend, looking back on last night and anything else that you fancy, we are here for you. 01419511025. Good Christmas before we go any further. Are you both all right? I think the, yeah. the, the, the listening audience need to know. Yeah, uh, very quiet. Oh, I, I just, you didn't I, listen to last night's show, did you? No. I was mocking the fact that every every Scotsman 
When you ask them, they just say it was quiet. Yeah. Even if it was a wild eight-day rave, they say it was quiet. If it was a wild, we just don't do details, do we? If it was eight-day rave, I'd be telling you every detail. Let me say that. Uh, no, I was very Boxing Day, seven o'clock, waiting for the gym to open. I'm starting. Saw you Pathetic. True. I'm starting now. I'm not waiting to join you. Pathetic. You don't get in this shape. Busy, join busy, you. busy man. That must, that must be a theme This man's been playing paddle tennis Over the last couple of days Only for five minutes to be Christ, sure. Christmas festivities it, It's called, the, it's called it? the Fit Club in here He should join in <laughs> I've not been fit for a long time <laughs> I tell you Anyway, 01419511025 Maybe you just want to talk Christmas festivities with Gordon DL and Andy Halliday I certainly hope not, it has to be said But you can tweet us at Clyde SSB Call on the usual number 01419511025 Let's start with uh, A bit of signing news if we can call it that It's certainly the, the first piece of news I think, big piece of news we've had heading into January And it's that Rangers are close to a deal to sign Fabio Silva from Wolves when the window opens, what do you make of it? Give us a call. Um, so it looks like it would be a loan until the end of the season. That would, of course, be Philippe Clement's first signing as Rangers manager. I think he would have been keen to add to his squad anyway, but certainly has had an injury hit start to life at Ibrox. So maybe that has accelerated the process. There's still a lot to play for domestically and in Europe, of course. So now, what we often do in these situations regular listeners will know we sometimes try and give you the inside track Gordon DL and Andy Halliday um, you know they've got they've got limits to their expertise and I know that seems hard to believe but they do so we sometimes like to cast the net a bit wider uh, and I'm going to bring in Steve Madley who is the Wolves writer for The Athletic who's on the line how's it going Steve? All good thank you you? Yes all good here thank you for joining us um, now Fabio Silva is an interesting one because it clearly hasn't worked out the way he would have wanted at Wolves looks like he's heading up here to join us um, what do you make of that? Yeah I mean he badly needs a move away he's not he's not played for in the Premier League for almost two months and he, I think it was early September when he last started a game so he's clearly fallen, fallen out of favourite Wolves Like it, it's doing no, no one any good for him to be a perennial unused substitute which, he, which is kind of what, what, what he's become so Hopefully, from his point of view, then he gets up to Rangers, scores a few goals, and I think it's unlikely, with the way the last three years have gone, that he's going to um, completely resurrect his his career at Wolves. But hopefully, he scores some goals for Rangers, does well, and then gets himself a chance to get to get that move in the summer that he really badly needs. It is obviously a different level Just because you can't cut it in English Premier League doesn't necessarily mean you won't come and be a success in Scotland. What's is, what's the, is there a main reason? Why is it not quite clicked? I think. I think. I mean, I took over covering Wolves last summer, um, and he, uh, he immediately went out, went out on loan. So I, I can't claim to have to have seen loads of him. Um, but but from, from what I've seen this season, he's he's just struggled to be with the all round demands uh, to be that that main kind of leader of the line that Gary O'Neill has want, has wanted at Wolves. Um, just with kind of the physicality. Of, of, of the Premier League and the pace of the Premier League, but but what he does have and what he showed in the get the game he started started for Wolves early in the season, even when he wasn't playing particularly well all round, is he's got a good movement and he and he gets chances to score to score goals. Which if you look at his his goals to games ratio last season when he spent half the season at Anderlecht in Belgium and and then the second half of the season at PSV Eindhoven, um, his goals to games ratio was was pretty good. So. He's shown that if he gets chances, then he's capable of finishing them. So I guess if 
Rangers will be hoping that if they, if they can give him some quality service, then then he he will have the ability to finish off those chances. Yeah, I mean, because for the first couple of months of the season, there was the odd sub appearance here. I think he's up to is it, I think he's ten appearances in all competitions this season. That it, it just get to a point where that that sort of dried up and stopped becoming um, something that, that Gary Neal looked at. Yeah, I mean, his recent history is that he, he came back from those loan spells in the in the summer, having done pretty well, as we've already discussed. His, I think, his preferred option in in the summer was to move was to move on. He he didn't he didn't really feel that he was going to um, get get a chance at Wolves. Um, he he was convinced otherwise by it was Julian Lopetegui, who was Gary O'Neill's predecessor, and that it was agreed that, that he would stick around and give it another give it another go at Wolves. Lopetegui then then leaves three days before before the before the season starts and in comes Gary O'Neill. Um, Fabio then started the season as part as part of Gary O'Neill's plans and he actually had a few starts in the in the very early weeks of the season, um, but it just didn't work out work out for him. He had he had some big chances um, which he missed one on one on ones, um, which obviously affected a confidence that, that was probably already a bit fragile after what had happened previously at Wolves. Um, and it just from that point on, he just kind of fell down, fell down the pecking order. Wolves began to score goals through other means, through Hwangi Chan, Mateus um, Cunha, Pedro Neto, and, and others. And Fabio just couldn't really find his way back into the, into the starting line from, from that point on. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a, a huge, well, maybe not huge by English Premier League standards, but certainly huge to us, um, transfer fee um, initially. So, you know, there was clearly a, a belief there and a, a, a a potential that, that Wolves believed in. Sometimes can it be maybe hard to live up to that that transfer tag? Yeah, I, I mean, I think in the context of, of, of any league, that transfer fee. I mean, it's somewhere between thirty and thirty-five million pounds, depending on how many of the add-ons have been paid. For a player in that position, a, a kid basically, a, a youth team player, was huge, even by Premier League mm-hmm. standards. And it just, it just. I mean, we can all speculate as, as to what went on, but it clearly wasn't market market value for the for the player as he as he was at the time. And I think that's been a millstone around his neck for the last three years, and in a way, a millstone around Wolves' neck. Because I think I think Wolves, there's been an acceptance at Wolves for quite for a while now that it probably wasn't going to work out for Fabio Silva as a Wolves player. But, but, but because of that transfer fee, they haven't really really been able to, to cut their losses and give and get him the permanent move that, that probably he needs and they need. So. He's almost been stuck with Wolves, and Wolves have been stuck with him because they just they know they can't recoup anything close to that transfer fee, which is why there were the two loans last season and this other loan now. So yeah, the transfer fee has just has just been a massive issue, really. I think I think both financially and probably psychologically for him as well. So if this does transpire, then a move to Rangers, your understanding as well, just be a loan move, end of the season, and then you know back to. Back to Wolves and and the the parties go their separate ways at that point. I, I, I think so. I mean, I mean, it's it's hard to see how unless Wolves when they need to take a <coughs> pardon me unless Wolves when to take a significant loss on, on what they pay for him. Mm-hmm. You'll know Rangers finally better than I do, but it, it's hard to see how Rangers could have yeah. could afford that on, on a permanent basis. So my my guess is that. Wolves and Fabio Silva and Rangers obviously will, will be hoping that he comes in, scores a few goals, recovers recovers a bit of confidence as he did last year in his two in his two loan spells, and then makes himself a more attractive proposition for clubs in Europe to come to come in and, and buy next summer. 
Thank you very much That was Steve giving us the inside track On Wolves' Fabio Silva Potentially heading uh, to Rangers uh, Steve from The Athletic there Thanks again Steve, all the best oh, He's gone as well I think they yeah. cut him off through there Before I even let the poor guy say goodbye Finally an expert Wasn't he um, Mark from O'Guy the night? Sounded good about to him He knew his stuff You two have now got big shoes to fill For the next <laughs> hour and 45 minutes Very interesting Listen to him um, It looks like a deal that would suit the player, the player and both clubs. You know, I don't think he's got a future there. Just listening to uh, Steve, Steve. Thanks for listening. Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> I was going to say, Mark. I'm so glad you interrupted me. Uh, for, uh, Steve, that uh, obviously he's got a future going forward uh, with Wolves. But as a player, and especially a young player, and you come with such a big price tag, you want to play football, especially at that early age. So good opportunity. Don't know a lot about him. Looked a little bit on YouTube today, like everybody else. Um, on that magic telly of yours? Uh, no, just. I'm surprised you don't have. I'm surprised you don't have feature-length documentaries on Fabio Silva. Yeah, You've got everything I'll, else on that telly. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've got a lot of documentaries. That's for sure. Um, but I've got to say, it'll be interesting because Rangers certainly need a bit of cover just now in that area with injuries. And you can never broad brush. Every, every player's different, but if you were to stick him in a box, if you like, or the, the profile is. Huge potential, big transfer fee, lost his way. Can Rangers fix him? That, that that's kind. That's that's the, that's the sort of bracket he would fall into, isn't it? Yeah, uh, very much down the Ahmed Diallo route, I would say. But uh, Rangers will certainly hope that it, the Rangers fans it turns out. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I think Rangers fans will certainly hope it turns out a bit better than that one. But you just look at, you know, Abdul Asima. I know it's a little bit different because he's a bit older, but it's obviously. You know, Rangers have delved into the loan market and found somebody that's managed to be their top goal scorer in all competitions. And you know, look at Fabio Silva, obviously at a young age, only a teenager at Porto, who's a, a well-respected youth academy across uh, across Europe to pay £35 million for him at, uh, at the young age of 17, 18. Um, he's obviously still played Premier League games. He's went on two or three loans. Some of them have worked out, some of them have not. Uh, but he's still, you know, starting every game for Portugal under-21s. I think I read earlier uh, he's the second top goal scorer in the, in the qualifying competition so he's still playing games and he's uh, at an international level uh, and listen it's an area the pitch that Rangers need I think they're light right now with injuries across the squad but certainly in the forward areas when unfortunately it looks as if Danilo could be missing the rest of the season Yeah let's bring in Mark who's a Rangers fan Mark I don't know if you've had time to do a deep dive on Fabio Silva or what you make of that potential signing or if you've just got other thoughts as to what, what Rangers should do in that area First and foremost, guys, Merry Christmas. And the question that the nation wants to know, doesn't matter whether you support Aberdeen, Rangers, Celtic, Motherwell, is what was Gordon DL's best Christmas present? What was his what? Oh, best Christmas present. Well, that, whatever that is you're wearing right now is definitely a Christmas present. No, it's not. It is. That has got Christmas present written all over it. All right, I, look, I, I just wanted to see the feedback on this tonight. I've still got the I don't, tag I don't in mind the it, but that's a Christmas present. <laughs> in case Isn't it is, but um, yeah, it was a wee Christmas present. Guaranteed. <laughs> Absolute guarantee. <laughs> Is that who did a Christmas present? <laughs> no, it's no, not. Ten years ago. I've had this for a while. Uh, um, the best Christmas present I've got to say was just seeing the joy on my oh, face. Oh, give peace. 
Case pace, man. It was either that or the box of Pro V1s. I got some nice gob gear. Just what you were needing. Hopefully, you've got a new blue jacket can start going out for so you don't need to keep them that black. I'm going to tell you two, you need to get your eyes sorted. That is blue. I took any of the shop. What colours that, sir? Anyway, Mark, what do you want for Christmas and Ranger striking department? See what I did there? I'm really the conversation. Oh, I like it. Okay, first of all, the boy from Wolves. We've been down this route for years with the various players, and normally it doesn't work. Yet Tillman was good last year. Team has been outstanding, um, but it, it doesn't doesn't excite me or, or the boys I've spoken to tonight. Uh, we the days of us signing guys on loan um, and putting any kind of faith in them uh, is over. We, we, we cannot have risks. The uh, it's only a six month deal. And we're going to bring another player who's saying enough not cost as much. Um, but that, that, that's not something we can, to be honest, at. Does that not make it quite... I, I obviously, I know people don't love loan signings, and I totally get it, Mark, but does that not make it quite low risk? Um, and I don't mean to like, pick on, on the guys, but a lot of criticism on this show for like you know Dessers and Lammers, guys that have, albeit Dessers is, is finding his feet a bit, um, you know, rather than chucking a few million in transfer fees at people that the Rangers maybe need to... Try and take a, a, a bit of a calculated one yes, on loan but, and see but, if that works. Well, I'm I'm actually on the phone to say the board now need to act and act quickly. Um, I'm sorry, Andy won't like me saying this. The best striker in Scotland is Shankland. So, see, if, I believe the Champions League could be worth upwards of fifty to sixty million pounds next year with the new Champions League. So, see if it's going to take three million quid or three and a half, four million pounds for the best striker in Scotland, Shankland, who's a Rangers supporter, see, and a Hearts supporter, clearly. If you look at him celebrating last night, um, to get him, go and get him because he's better than Kyogo, he's better than Dessers, he's, he's the best striker in this country. And um, I think he would walk to Ibrox because if he agreed with two clubs, if it costs four million pounds, pay it. See if we don't get a penny back, and, and, and people say, oh, well, he's 28, 29, well, not. I don't care. That could be the difference. An outstanding goal scorer is, is exactly what we need because we are in a position now which I never thought I'd be saying where we could realistically win two, three trophies this year and the board instead of spending seven and a half million pounds on Rammers and Dessers go and spend the money to bring in a Scottish player who supports the club that's the best striker in this country that could be the difference between finishing second and winning the title because I honestly believe that this man we've got in charge now come on um, has it in his locker to, to bring in plenty of trophies that I've so, they need to spend the money the board needs to back him and that's the striker that we need to be signing it's, it's there in the naked eye it's chancing all day long Mark where are you? it's kicking off in the background mm. I'm, I'm outside Central Station I thought that sounds it sounds about the busiest in the country um, right I knew this would so oh my we're God. turn that down t- t- <laughs> tell them to turn that siren off do they don't know we've got important things to crack on with here um I knew we would get a Rangers mm. should sign Lauren Shanklin call because that opinion's been out there anyway. Then he goes and does that last night. What would Hearts let him go for? 10, 15 million? Well, Mark said think. it could be the difference between Rangers getting Champions League or not. It could be the difference of Hearts getting third and, and guaranteed Europe for next year. So he's certainly not going to be cheap. Which but is I think, worth, what, 6 million to Hearts? I think guaranteed 6 mm-hmm. million. Uh, so listen, he's not going to go cheap. And it's a difficult one for me to obviously talk about. But listen, we all, you know how much I highly rate Shanks. He's now the outright top goal scorer in the league he's 5-4 and four. he's absolutely flying and you know all strikers that score goals have a premium and I think if anyone wants to come and try and take him in this window I think they're certainly going to need to pay that 
Uh, How good is he? Right, you see him up close, and obviously people I, see him last night. I, I've I've said it before. Obviously, I've seen him for for years when he was at Air and uh, when he was at Aberdeen, he was on loan at Air United, and uh, I think he was on loan at St Mun, and obviously done United, and he, he he's much better than I thought he was even then. And, and, and don't get me wrong, he was obviously younger. He's going to have improved over time, but. You know, I've always seen him as just a goal scorer. I, I, I think he's much more than that. I think he's much more than that. He's he's obviously the captain of the club, so he's a leader on off uh, off the field. I think his link up play is is very very undervalued. Uh, and of course, the most important thing is my grandpa would always say he puts the ball in the back of the net. So uh, I don't think there's many in the country uh, as good as him uh, at doing that. So listen, if anyone's going to need to try and take him, I'm certainly going to need to pay a How few quid for sure. Uh, twenty eight, I think maybe twenty nine, yep. but I think twenty eight. Yeah, look, I, I watched him closely last night in that game, Gordon. And I said to Andy when he came in the building, I thought it was probably one of his worst performances. And then he... he, well, he, he did the unthinkable, missing a penalty. Yeah. He never yeah. does that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I was watching him thinking, oh, he's having a real bad game here tonight. But that's a mark of a terrific striker. When you need that big goal, when you need that big moment, that just that split second, and you've got to say it was absolutely stunning. Um, I mean, I, is that I, his, his weak foot apparently yeah, yeah, weak foot. Foot. And, he, and he scored a, a weak foot half of all last <laughs> last week weekend. for 25 yards yeah. Yeah. where I agree with Andy is I don't just put him in the bracket of an out and out goal scorer I put him in the bracket that he's now learned he can play that number 10 role as well off the striker I think he's intelligent I think he's he's developed into a very intelligent footballer and a terrific footballer 6 million lot of money no, I, I didn't say six million. No, I'm saying that was the amount that could be worth yeah, to Hearts to get yeah. into Europe. But anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's a good call, Mark. Thank you very much, and you can get your thoughts in, and we'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it, watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gordon Diel are here at 01419511025 if you want to get your calls in and please do. We love to hear from you. It might be nice to hear from some Hearts fans, Hibs fans, looking back on last night. Andy Halliday can give you the inside scoop as well, looking at some of the big talking points from last night. Two missed penalties. What a start it was. Uh, yeah, maybe got a bit scrappy in the middle, I think we can agree. Um, but what a moment to finish it as well. Just as, as a moment, uh, obviously the Hibs fans will hate this. This is the bit where they'll be like chucking stuff at the radio, but that was just like football in its purest moment of excitement, that, wasn't it? And you see the, the scenes behind the goal, the Hearts fans are going crazy, last minute winner in a derby. Easy for you to say, so you can answer first. But, you know, just just a great moment, wasn't it? The feeling that Shanklin and the the rest of the team and squad and the guys sitting in the house and the couch watching it must have felt um, unbelievable, Gordon. Um, It just needed one of those moments. It was a game that you were thinking, the quality in the middle after the two penalty kicks is so poor that something special has got to happen here. It's got to. Um, I thought the atmosphere inside the ground was brilliant. Um, I I just looked at the... If I was Hibs... I'm talking about Hibs, I'd be very angry with my centre-half. But after that, it's all about what Shanklin does. It's an, it's a dream come true for a lad. And the way he celebrated it, 
Um, as the caller said earlier, he might be a Rangers fan, but he certainly holds uh, hearts very dear to him. Oh, listen, it might have been a good goal, but not everybody gets a double in the Edinburgh exactly. Derby, do they? I know. But I tell you what, I, I, I'd swap a double for scoring a last minute away in a derby. Especially all day at that long. end as well. All day long. Yeah. This was your time to just take. No, the no, no, no. I'll be honest. I, I mean, a last minute, I'm a last minute derby winner away from home in front of your fans, and listen, like he says that this the scenes were, I don't were think, outstanding. I, the limbs. I, I don't think you score enough to be trading in doubles here. I must admit, hey, each to their own. Hey, do you want me to pull up my record against Motherwell no, every I'd, time I play Motherwell? I'd rather not. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Graham is a Rangers fan in the East End. Fabio Silva, Graham. What do you make of that? Uh, well, we'll get to that in two seconds. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Hope you still had a good time with your friends and family. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, same to you. Same to you. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, Fabio Silva, uh, as Gordon spoke, I've, I've been tuning in for the last kind of half an hour, um, as Gordon spoke very briefly on the YouTube uh, the angle, uh, £35 million pounds from Porto, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been out loan and like PSV, uh, 21 years of age. It's got to be, and I'm, and I'm not going to jinx this here. It's got to be a signing that works. Um, I can't remember who the panel spoke about it earlier. Some of the signings we've had and the loans haven't worked out. Um, I mean, all you need to do is look at the Welsh boy. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Adam Ramsey. Adam Ramsey. That was a disaster. That was an absolute. Uh, I won't swear in the air. An absolute <laughs> S show. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I've got two points to this. Um, I think it, I think it's it's needed. It's obviously needed, and it's partly to do with injuries. Now, if I remember, and you guys might be able to connect. Me Hold on a wee second, Graham. Just very quickly, these things, and I say quickly. Rangers have now confirmed the move for Fabio Silva. There we go. Well, one well, min- well. one minute ago. So there you are. It has been confirmed. Fabio <coughs> Silva will be a Rangers player when the window opens. So that speeds things up a bit, Graham. I think that that's brilliant. Because I think um, my call was just uh, <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> I mean, maybe I get over the line. A wee joke. Um, brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant. He's a young kid. Um, we're, we're short up front, absolutely. And, and that was part of my other point to the producer. We wouldn't really be looking. Well, maybe we would be, in my opinion. I don't think we'd be really looking for another striker, um, you know, especially with Danilo and then Ruth. And you've seen the frustration. Um, I was at the match um, the other night when uh, Ruth lasted like 14 minutes, 15 minutes. And it was, it was, this is going back to my original point uh, to the, the signings. Mm-hmm. Are we meant to have signed it? This was meant to have been a Hollywood signing. The doctor, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, everybody's welcomed them back. But in a very short space of time, uh, Philippe Clermont has suffered maybe five injuries from key players. So, what? I mean, seriously, this must be every Rangers fan's question, and I hope I speak for the country. What is going on with those with those injuries? I mean, you're bringing them back so quickly. The Jack, the Lawrence, and the Roofs. And then they're injured again. Yeah. It's, it's I, I, I take Graham's point. Injuries, look, particularly to Danilo, has obviously sped this up. But are we sure Rangers wouldn't have maybe gone for one anyway uh, in that area? I know people are getting a bit more encouraged by what they're seeing from Dessers, but mm. two weeks, three, four weeks ago, certainly I think most Rangers fans would have phoned and said they need a new striker regardless. And just a quick more bit of detail there. Rangers have confirmed that he's 
you know, pictured inside the Ibrox dressing room. Looks like he'll wear the number seven shirt. So he's very much going to be a Rangers player when this window opens. Yeah, I don't think it's any surprise. Um, I know Mark on earlier was talking about that, you know, these loan uh, signings, he would rather go for someone like Shanklin. Yes, I think in an ideal world, but it's a lot, a lot of money. And I think Rangers have got to act quickly now because they're very short in that position. If anything happens to Dessers, Roof obviously limps off the other night there. He's just had injury after injury after injury. Danilo's out. If anything happens to Dessers, then you're looking at maybe Seema going through the middle or whatever. So it's not, su- it's not surprising to me, Gordon, don't know, as I say, don't know a lot about him. Young player, got a lot to prove. He's come to Scotland, great opportunity, massive club. Let's see what he offers. The beauty of live radio, Andy, things change. He is now confirmed as a Rangers player, or as confirmed as you can be when the window isn't open yet. Uh, what do you make of that development? Yeah, well, certainly no surprise. Uh, I'm sure Rangers would hope it was available two days before uh, to obviously be available for the game at the weekend. But I'd be amazed if if that's Rangers done for that department. I really would. I I, I think Rangers need another. Need I, I think they do. Listen, if reports are to be true, listen. How many times have you said that? We've said that for three years. I I think it's got to the point now, and I really don't mean any disrespect by it, but you just can't rely on Kamal Roos staying fit. It's injury after injury. It's different areas of his body that he's breaking down with. Uh, and he showed any time he's played, he's a capable player for Rangers. But I think for uh, for the type of player, the type of profile is, and I think he's, he'll be on a fair whack of money as well, he's someone that just can't stay fit for any length of period of time. And Dazzler just touched on it there. What happens if, you know, Dessers gets a, a, an injury like it's happened to Danilo? By all accounts, it seems if Danilo's going to miss the re- uh, rest of the season. There's no guarantee like any signing that Fabio Silva's going to hit the ground running and be successful. So I think, again, I, I think Rangers need to bring one uh, in one more in that department. So Graham, overall, you, you're quite like or you're quite comfortable with the fact that it's a loan signing, it's it's a bit of a, a lower risk. Is that the way you see it? Because obviously the previous Rangers fan didn't really want that. He was sort of done with loans. No, I, listen, I, 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 I'll salute uh, Andy here. That's pretty much everything I was going to say when you obviously wanted me to come back on uh, earlier. Absolutely, absolutely, I mean, Andy, Andy's hit it spot on. I do not think, I hope, I actually hope that we're not finished in that department because, sorry, who, Andy says Danilo's it for the rest of the season. Is that, is that 100%? It's not 100%, no, but it seems as if it's oh, potentially, yeah. Certainly towards the, the, the latter end of the season. Right, okay. Well, thanks for that. I did not know that. Thanks for uh, ruining my Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thanks. Um, I'll go back to my bed. No, um, listen, Andy's, Andy's absolutely spot on. I can't see Rangers stopping on that, that, that first initial signing. Um, we need strength in every department, if I'm honest. Um, we are scraping out the results. Uh, Ibrox isn't as bouncing as it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, the last few games anyway. Um but no, that's that's a great that's a great sign in, in, in my eyes, in my view. Um and I'd like to think previous caller not interested in me, he said, um, we we are needing players that can come in. If he's not kicked a ball and he's a twenty one year old, he's got to be further the beans. He's he's got to be. He's wearing the number seven shirt. I, I like the number seven role. So I I wholeheartedly wish him all the best I certainly do just the timing Gordon this guarantees you nothing you can sign at the end of the window and be brilliant sign at the start of the window and be rotten so I, I totally accept that but if you could choose I think this is obviously the way you want you, you want this so he's going to be there he's going to train for that full winter break you would imagine mm-hmm. get 
you know, integrated into the group and the fitness allows, you know, then be, be sort of rearing to go after that. You know, where we have seen, um, we have seen in the past maybe dilly-dallying a bit, you know, and I, I know you have to, I know it's a difficult window, but players coming in towards the end of January, then they're not up to speed. And it feels like before you know it, the season's over and you've not had the chance to get the best of a January signing. Yeah, I think Andy will agree with us. I think if you're a player, you're wanting in that building as quickly as possible, training with your teammates, getting to know the style of football, getting to know the demands of the manager as well, which is very, very important for, for new players coming in and wanting to hit the ground running, Gordon. So I think it's an ideal situation for a lad. Um, he'll be excited by it. Um, great opportunity. Works perfectly well for Wolves. Rangers and obviously the boy itself. So it's up to him now. He'll get the opportunity. A lot of good players wore that number seven jersey. Let's see if he's one of them. Thank you very much to Graham from the East End, 01419511025. Uh, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Since we've been on air just about five minutes or so ago, Rangers confirming that Fabio Silva will uh, move to Ibrox officially when the transfer window opens on January the 1st. So early business done what do you make of that is that one you're excited by or not uh, Rangers fans let us know right now and whilst we line your calls up let me tell you about this win £300,000 right as we head into the new year just people starting to get their hopes and dreams for the new year written down or come up with in their head Gordon DL's got some wonderful new year's resolutions that he was telling me about that I can't actually um, repeat on a family show but just imagine heading into January with £300,000 if you text yes to 61025 that could be your reality the text of £2 plus a standard network rate you can enter on the website for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate it's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition are on the website when the line shut 3pm on Hogmanay Jim Atkinson could be calling you. And if we do, just answer the call. The £300,000 is yours. There's no phrase to remember. There's no need to pick up within the five rings. It could not be simpler. Text YES to 61025. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gordon DL are here So 01419511025 And you can tweet us as well We had some breaking transfer news on air not so long ago And that's that Rangers have confirmed the signing of Fabio Silva on loan from Wolves Of course it can't be completely confirmed in the sense that he joins in January the 1st But um, up until that point we are good to go on that story So if you want to get your reaction in Please do, and like I think when Rangers or Celtic go and si make a big loan signing in January, that's that's a big deal anyway. Um, but one quick look at social media uh, tells you that there's that added ingredient of a good old-fashioned debate as to whether Celtic did or didn't want them in the first place. And we only had this, we don't have this with Lewis Palmer just a couple of months ago. These are the best ones. Yeah, <laughs> they just feed in because if they're you know we don't even know if the guy's good or not yet, so you don't really know if you want to claim them. Well, I think Rangers won't be claiming Palmer because he's done pretty well since he's saved for Celtic, isn't he? But I think that's going to happen because January is a difficult window. It's not like the summer. There's only a select sort of pool of players that are available for, for most clubs, especially ones that are in a sort of similar yeah. terms in terms well, of transfer well, budget. There, 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 was that, there was that original tweet. I don't know. The, sorry, 
for not name checking the journalist, but did you see earlier? It was, it He's said, going to Glasgow. Um, it said, both are into um, <laughs> that Fabio Silva's moving to Scotland. I understand it will be Celtic or Rangers. Good tweet. As if like Livy might just like <laughs> swap <laughs> deal for Joel Nubley. That's clever marketing for his Twitter account, and it's plenty of traction, and he's, he's no daft that um, man. But there we are. So anyway, get your calls in, your thoughts on that move. It's a it's a nice and early one for us. I like that just because it gives us something to talk about, which is always um, always good for sure. Um, and yeah, sure. I mean, I'm reading the replies um, to our story about it, and it is all very much that sort of, you know. Bravado types like Celtic fans saying he'll be another Aaron Ramsey, Rangers mm. fans saying he rejected Celtic, and round and round we go. Um, I suppose that's the way Glasgow works. Reese is not in Glasgow though, he's in Falkirk. How's it going, Reese? I'm not bad. How are you? Not bad. It's a busy old week this, Reese. You've got a new signing in tonight, you've got a big game at the weekend. What's on your mind? I just wonder, what, uh, do you think Celtic will be under less pressure on Saturday with us not being able to go top of the league? See, we, I would have preferred if we played last night with a chance to obviously go top. Good. I love these where we become amateur psychologists for the night. And this sort of came up last night because there was a real split. Some Rangers fans prefer the rest. No more injuries. Great. And others like Reese saying, but we now can't go top. And we thought we were going to which yeah. side are you on? I think for the most part, I would always say I would want the games and I'd want the points on board. But I think with Rangers' current scenario, I think with the amount of injuries they've got, I think question marks over John Lundstrom for the weekend, question marks over Conor Golson for the weekend. I think it's a rest that they would uh, be more than willing to take because they're already late, as we spoke about, and, and more departments have won. And I think they could, they certainly couldn't afford any more injuries going into this game at the weekend. So I don't think they'd been too disappointed with the game being off. I, to- I t- totally take that on board, right? And there's not a lot I can disagree with. But I think if you look at the fixture, you're at home to Ross County. I think you've got enough in your locker and the squad. You keep the momentum going. You keep the sharpness going. You keep everything, the confidence going. We're an opportunity that you'd probably have not been disrespectful to County, but I think Rangers would have won the game. And it gives you that added sort of a incentive, incentive to go and go top of the league. So for me, I would have rather played the game. So you're looking at it, though, more from your rival's perspective, Reese. You think this takes a bit of the pressure off Celtic? I will definitely because I feel like we as gone into that game thinking we can go top gives us a bit more of a drive and then I feel like that puts them under more of a crumbling stop mm. yeah I mean I, I understand what Reese is saying and someone will pipe up and say ah there's there's always pressure when these sides meet and of course there is but there are degrees of pressure and, mm-hmm. and that, that storyline is now is now not there whether that yeah. does take any pressure off or not that's for you and the callers to decide but certainly that, that storyline's been Removed, you know that that chance to go top. So did, does that do anything for you? Um, for, from a Celtic perspective, oh, from say. a Celtic, um, I, th- I think if you've got Rangers come calling uh, the weekend and you're thinking they could, if they beat us here, they could go top. I think it does add a little bit of pressure. Um, but what it does is give Celtic the incentive to say, right, we're going to widen that gap. And I think everybody concerned at Celtic and obviously Celtic fans, that's what they'll be thinking, especially with home advantage, with, you know, the ground packed with just their supporters as well. Um, so you can look at it both ways. But as a Rangers, if I was in the Rangers camp, yeah, I'd have liked to have played the game and got the three points. 
And from the Celtic camp, I'm quite happy that there's a little bit of pressure just taking away in the fact that they can't leave Frogs no matter mm. how they leave Celtic Park. What do you make of the new signing this evening, Rhys? Well, I'm in the same boat as uh, Mark Eller. I would have preferred to see somebody like Shank Uncome for the door, a proven goal scorer. But, well, uh, way fabulous ever. He's 21. He's, uh, he's not had much luck at Will, so hopefully he's high. Being energetic and ready to get going. So, this, is, this is the fascination about loan signings, Gordon, because you just like obviously, like Lauren Shanklin doesn't move in anywhere for thirty-five million pounds. As good as he is, and I'm mm. sorry to Andy's employers and the Hearts fans out there, he's not moving for thirty-five million pounds. But it also doesn't it doesn't always work that way, and you know sometimes a player who who does know the league and is proven here can go and do it and people have referenced you know high profile loan signings that have come up here in the past and and it not worked out so uh, that's why it's hard to sort of pigeonhole or, or predict it based on what similar types of deals yeah. have happened before I, I think there's two ways of looking at Gordon I think if you go and you spend the money in Shanklin for instance and you you pay that little bit more that Hearts obviously are entitled to ask for you know what you're getting He's played here, he knows the league, he knows everything about Rangers, he's a proven goal scorer. So you know what you're getting and it would be a lesser risk. Whereas I I think Rangers are doing the right thing. They're going to get a guy here that's got a massive price tag on him. He's young, he's enthusiastic, he's got everything to prove, but it's a loan where there's, there's not such a risk. If he comes up... And we've seen it before, you know, all these big names coming up. Duffy come up, Celtic, Aaron Ramsey come up with these big reputations. They've played in the English Premier League. They've, you know, they've done X, Y and Z and it's not happened for them. So I think going into the loan system for this lad at 21 years of age, I think that's a good bit of business for Rangers. Mm, thank you very much to Reese. What about Cameron in Dunblane? How's it going, Cameron? Evening, gents. Are you well? Yeah, I'm well. I'm Good. well. I was just uh, just a, a quick point on the um, new signing for uh, for Rangers. Um, I don't know if Gordon got um, that's um, the football manager for his Christmas. I know there was a chat a couple of weeks ago about. It. I know Andy's a big fan. Well, listen, remember Gordon's <laughs> had some um, issues with his laptop uh, recently, yeah, uh, so he he's not mate. he's not able. But um, <laughs> where is this going? Have you been doing your uh, no, no, do research? You know, do you know, well, do you know what it was? A couple of seasons ago, when the the, the game came out, this uh, this chap was a wonder kid, um, and uh, you know he was always really good in the game. Um, but I mean, so was Karamoko Dembele. So it's 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 a, a difficult one. Um, but no, for for all the, the my Rangers fans uh, friends that I've been speaking to, they're uh, they're quite chuffed with it. I just wish uh, we on the other side would get our business done early as well. Andy, is he a is he yeah, come he's across a wonder kid. football manager radar? Oh, he is a wonder kid. Is that he, boy. Did you sign him? Uh, don't think I had the, the budget for him. Like <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the funds. I, I had a budget for him. Coach Halliday couldn't he sign him. He didn't have the funds though. Oh, was he still oh, thirty-five? Still, still be a fortune him. How much do you get in this silly game? Depends what club you're at, obviously. Well, yeah, I tell you what, Aero get two bobs, so you don't, <laughs> need worry, you don't need to worry about getting them for them. Do you know what's really funny? Like regularly, like maybe like you know, like once a week, once a fortnight, genuinely, yeah. someone will be playing an old version of a football manager, and you get like the news, you know, from the other clubs or whatever. And Gordon DL will be sacked by Air, and they'll send me it. it. Happens all the time. Every time you get sacked, who sacked me? Air. No, they didn't. 
Oh, in the game. Oh, I'm not in these silly games. I get said it regularly. Um, so, Cameron, you're actually a Celtic fan. You're on to... That's right. Um, I don't know. There was... We've seen a lot today, a lot of speculation about whether that was one that Celtic were, were looking at as well. As based on what you know, is that a player you would have liked or um it's difficult to tell, Gordon. I mean I, I think we, we do need another striker with this Asian Cup coming up. Um I know there's talk about Van Veen back in Scotland. I would take him on a, a short term contract, a sort of pay as you play. because um, we know what he, we know what he can do it here. Um and I know I mean I'm a big admirer of Shank, I've got a few hearts. Um, friends and, 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 and they love him um, but obviously we, we know where his allegiance lies um, so no I, I do I'd, I'd like us to get a striker I'd love us to get another left back and a goalkeeper too but uh, the wish list goes on um, but yeah no I'd love, I'd love a striker um, through the doors in January Gordon yeah yeah and, and do you know what I, th- I think you see sort of some typical reaction it's fine it's nothing sinister when Celtic signs someone Rangers fans will say that that guy's rubbish and shoot it down and then vice versa um, but what I'm seeing in, in amongst all the tweets is some Celtic fans like Cameron saying well do you know what we, we, we do need to we need to do business so we need mm-hmm. to do it quickly as well so don't worry so much about whether he's good or not um, but can we do something soon and as Cameron says although we knew it was coming confirmed today Yang and O I'm not saying they're Celtic's main men but they are they're in the South Korea squad so this Asia Cup scenario is starting to play out yeah they're going to be missing a few key players in, uh, in that month and I said I've no doubt that Celtic are going to be busy I think Rangers are going to be busy as well and you know it's all leading up to a, uh, what's a very interesting game uh, at the weekend and, and one to be honest that I, I couldn't predict it wouldn't surprise me if either team won it wouldn't surprise me if I see a draw but what I do think is I think that January defines the season I really do for either club I think it's such a pivotal month in terms of uh, recruitment for both sides I think both teams need three four new players in at least uh, and for me it's whoever gets their recruitment done better will ultimately end and up I being think, the champions I, I at the end of the year I think if you're looking at both sides you know important positions is the centre forward and they're looking for guys to come up hit the ground running start scoring goals now the, that's what I'm saying if you get Shanklin I would guarantee probably and Andy works well I'd probably guarantee will hit the ground and score goals in Scottish football of that there's no doubt because I think he's got that ability but when you're going down into the English market and foreign market, you're bringing these players in. Now, teams aren't going to let their goal scorers go. So it's a bit of a, a risk right away. You know, you've got a, mm. a, a young lad coming up here, 21, never played in this Scottish football, playing with a big club like Rangers, expected to score goals, added pressure on him as well. He might turn mm. out he can bang goals in for fun. That's just the point, isn't it? In theory, it's meant it's for players that you can't afford. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, in theory, if they're at, if they can reach their potential, it's somebody that's out of your price bracket. We've seen loads of that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's why a lot of you know, fans don't like the, the sort of loan signs, especially when, and I think I, I read that it's it's not got a buy option at the end of it. I think that's one why, you know, yeah, you, you're developing somebody else's player, you ultimately mm. can't buy it at the end. But see if Rangers go and win the league yeah. at the end of the season, certainly won't. It yeah. won't matter. Some early quotes, just very uh, basic stuff, talking to Rangers, saying he's very happy. He spoke to people about Glasgow and Rangers, told them good things. He played here once with Porto in the Europa League, so I already know the warm club environment and stadium. Everything is perfect. I'm happy to be here. Can't wait to start training with the team. Andy Halliday's hearts have had a big victory last night. If you want to keep talking about that, please do. And let's see if we can get a victory or will it be Gordon DL on this tonight?
Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. It is Beat the Pundit time 01419511025 and the lines close at seven. First for football for 50 years. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. It's been a busy show already. We started off getting you the inside track on Rangers' potential signing, Fabio Silva. He then became Rangers signing, Fabio Silva, because it was confirmed during that first hour. Uh, we are, of course, looking back on the Edinburgh Derby because it was a much-talked-about game, finished in dramatic fashion. Andy Halliday has a vested interest, so if you have thoughts on that, please do. Uh, and Celtic fans, two days to go until the visit of Rangers. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? What are your early thoughts on transfer business? We know that O and Yang are definitely going to the Asia Cup. I'm sure others will follow, but the South Korea squad has been announced. Uh, St Mirren fans, I'd be keen to hear from you. It's all been very much a happy start to the season. Is that starting to dwindle? How much is it starting to dwindle? What do you make of the current run of form? Kelly fans, you're starting to... Um, be on the, the other end of that much more optimistic outlook so again get your thoughts over to us 01419511025 and whilst you do we'll play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football right it is Beat the Pundit time uh, interesting last night mm. Kilmarnock fan phoned from the toilet of the supporters bus going to the game like deliberately locked himself in so that he could, and you could just they were obviously listening mm. uh, and they were just cheering and shouting and he got battered we, by Mark Wilson <laughs> you got a fit, well 52 seater you've got to get your mates to help you Andy you know I was thinking that as they well if, that, if he's in the toilet for the full time I don't even want to know what he was doing it might be a taxi they didn't sound like they were in any fit state to, to help, to help him. yeah it sounded yeah. more like especially a party, after that result a party atmosphere so anyway Stevens and Bishop Briggs how's it going Stephen? Yeah, not bad, thanks. How are you? Not bad, not bad. And you're a Celtic fan, Stephen? Yeah, I am. Right, we'll talk We'll talk football afterwards, perhaps. Let's see how we get on first, though. Let's see if we're pals by the end of this. Heads, it will be Andy Halliday. Tails, it will be Gordon DL. Most people are on, uh, and it's the first time they've played, but I think, have you played before? Uh, I played a couple of years ago. Jim Duffy beat me. Ooh. <sighs> hang on, mate, hang on. Jim's... Alright though. Yeah, I've but, seen but, Jim have um, a few good performances. Yeah, Jim is alright. Reliable. But, but, well, he's, he's up against two of the giants. I would, I would, be putting, I would not be putting you <laughs> in Andy Halliday's category. You're on a decent run now. Oh, unbelievable. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. this last couple, yeah, right? yeah, I'm feeling for Stephen tonight. The guy you played last week at Daniel Poir. Any, was listening. any Christmas quizzes in the DL household so that's quite a popular thing, isn't it? No, I'm not good at quizzes. <laughs> well, apart from this one. We had one, it was um like the Christmas cracker joke and you to provide the punchline I think you'd have been oh, good at quite that like that's, that. right that's good street. decent that yeah. I have to say I watched you on Andy Halliday's pals the yeah. um, the hot wings I don't know challenge um, and I, I do think your worst ever answers still come on this show mm-hmm. but I had a few bad ones here the who's set to play the new Harley Quinn and you answered Nicholas Cage. <laughs> That's probably I just one, spelled Gaga wrong. Is one of the most ludicrous things I've ever heard. I don't think it is actually. Well, I mean, she's a female for a start. I know that, but I didn't Do know, you know that who at the played time. Harley Quinn the last time. I don't. I've never seen Harley Quinn. Right. I don't Andy, even know what Harley Quinn. Do you want is. to tell him who played the last time? I actually don't know. I just know this oh, time. Oh, that's right, a okay. nerdy okay. brain box. It's um, Margot Robbie. 
I believe. No, that was last time. Oh, so Margot Robbie's last Gaga time. This right, time. Okay. It's Lady Gaga, mate. Right. right. So I just spelt Gaga she wrong. Like Nicholas Cage. Cage. Well, <laughs> I spelt <laughs> it wrong. It come right. on. Anyway, uh, Stephen, that's what you could be up against. So rest easy. Heads, it will be Andy Halliday though, which will be a different kettle of fish. And it is Nicholas Cage himself, Gordon DL. It is a tales. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Good. We'll give him some greatest hits radio to listen to. <sighs> And that means it's just you and I, Stephen. 30 seconds, answer as many as you can and pass if you do not know the answer, OK? Yep. Your 30 seconds starts now. Which country was Luis Palma playing in before signing for Celtic? Honduras. Who's got more Premiership goals this season, Danilo or Lammers? Uh, Danilo. What position did Kelly finish in the Premiership last season? Um. Uh, Who's got more Scotland caps Lauren Shankland or Kevin Nisbet uh, Shankland Which club is managed by Paul Hartley uh, Kelsey Hart Who was the first team Brendan Rodgers managed in the English Premier League Swansea Okay Let's bring him back Gordon DL can you hear us I am um, I don't know what that meant right. I am 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which country was Celtic's Lewis Palma playing in Before signing for the club? Oh, Portugal Who's got more Scottish Premiership goals this season? Danilo or Lammers? Uh, Danilo What position did Kelly finish in the Premiership last season? 10th mm, Who's got more Scotland caps? Lawrence Shankland or Kevin Nisbet? Shankland Which club is managed by Paul Hartley? Cove who were the first team Brendan Rodgers managed in the English Premier League? Swansea. Who won the 2023 Wolford. Nations League? The Men's Nations League. Who won it? Yep. That, the winners. Um, <laughs> France. Okay. Stephen, have you done enough? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, I don't like that tone, I must admit. <laughs> Has he done enough? I, I, was, I thought I was You weren't at... great either. No, there was a couple in there. I think Nisbet's got more. And I think... Nisbet's got more. Yeah, sure. and I think... Right, okay. So, and I think. Well, let me tell you. This, you're like, this is think, my job. Did Rogers know man, manage what for first? Just, we'll get to that. Celtics Luis Palma was playing in Greece. Greece. That's quite near Portugal. Uh, <laughs> it's closer than Honduras, <laughs> where Stephen said. Honduras. Well, at least he's from oh, Honduras, though. I know, but he's not playing there. Well, that's too easy. Get, um, get well, you didn't get it either. Oh, but Portugal's just round the corner. Um, Danilo's got four Lammers has got two You both got that right mm. Kelly finished And I must admit Stephen This is This, this is, is brilliant is, This is what's Soul destroying this Because is brilliant, he's obviously Stephen. Just guessed No then. no I worked it out And you got it right Oh, <laughs> oh See you later Stephen <laughs> Hang up Stephen Boom said <laughs> The dazzler once again oh, Hold on it, it genuinely hasn't done yet Has it not? No because You oh, no. said Kevin You said Lauren Shankland He's only got seven Nisbet's got eleven I should have got Stephen didn't get it yet Ah uh, Stephen Ah uh, Paul Hartley's managed Cove Rangers, Stephen, he's pulling off into the distance. Oh, I don't know one, but it does. However, Stephen got Swansea. He got Swansea did. as well. I got Swansea oh, as well. Oh, did you? Oh, you wanted to change your mind. Yeah. That's right. Oh, so you did. <laughs> oh. oh, Stephen, can we travel down? Good performance for you. The Nations League winners were Spain. Spain. It doesn't matter. It's done. One, Dutch two, three, four, Another victory two, for the win. For the Dazzler, Stephen, that that's a tough one to take heading into the new year, isn't it? Is that ruined? Aye, ruined your I new saw year. One. I saw one. Stephen, oh. it's not about yeah. the one; it's about taking part in the festive. You were brave enough to come on on a Thursday night, Harley Dean DL. A man on form. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, played, man. Uh, well played, man. What's good? Will your team have more of a chance of success two nights to go, Stephen? How are you feeling? Hope so. I don't know. I think you go through. I can. Uh, 
roller coaster of yeah we're going to thump them to no we're going to get beat and everything in between I think regardless of the result it won't have too much of a say in where the title goes there's still so much football to be played but I'll go to Parkhead relatively confident on Saturday and get a couple of pints down and see how I'm feeling what does the what does, I tried that tonight <laughs> <laughs> what does the removal of the possibility that Rangers go top does that do anything to the occasion the fact that that now can't happen Nah, not for me to be honest. Like, I think if if I don't know, you just kind of focus on winning. It, it wouldn't massively matter because mm-hmm. um, the games are there in hand. You'd rather have points on the table than games in hand. But I don't know. I suppose psychologically, maybe, but not as a fan. It, it wouldn't bother me if we get beat. I'll be, I would. The fans are still but on a technicality doesn't make a, a bit of difference. Yeah, that's certainly what Philippe Clement would say. I think, isn't it? Because he keeps using that marathon, not a sprint analogy. Um, is that the way? You, is that the way you have to look at it when you're inside a dressing room? Is yeah. there other stuff for fans? Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with Stephen. I don't think it defines where the title is going to end up at the end of the season. But uh, listen, of course, when it, we still know how important that is. I think, especially the sort of wave that Rangers are riding just now under uh, Philippe Clement since he's came in the door and. Celtic not in their best moment That being said I watched one of the most One-sided games of football I've seen at Dens Park At the weekend mm-hmm. I thought Celtic were Near enough back to their best I think even first half You know people complain About it being 0-0 at half time It was just It was pure domination So I'm expecting Two good teams going at it At the weekend Both going for the win And it'll be interesting To see where the, the Three points or the one points go Does that Give you a bit more faith Stephen You know there was Two defeats Which is very rare Two wins The Dundee one Certainly very convincing you feel like you're getting back to where you want to be or still a long way to go? How do you feel? I think we've still got a fair way to go. I think I'm concerned with the players going to the Asia Cup, obviously, and I think the, the squad needs strengthening, and I think Brendan said as much. Um, but I also think we're capable of putting in one-off performances that are unbelievable. Some of the Champions League performances are amazing, and if you can play the way we played against Atletico at home and uh, Feyenoord at home against Rangers, I think we'll beat them. I think if we were to play at our very best and Rangers were to play at their best, we would still take them. So I think for Rangers to get a result, it will take us to not not be at our best. Because I think if both teams are, are giving it 10 out of 10, then Celtic would take them. I wonder how many Rangers fans would agree with mm. parts of that. You know, Because all the Rangers fans keep saying, you know, that they, it's almost like they're really impressed with how much Philippe Clement's getting out, out of the squad and it's, it's a credit to him. Um but they've obviously got a sort of winning mentality at the moment and maybe Celtic fans are fearful that they, they can't reach their top level but I don't think that's hugely controversial still from Stephen, is it? To say, that, you know, if, if both teams were at their best would Celtic still be favourites? Um, home advantage well, as well? Well, Celtic fans would think yeah, Rangers fans would think no but no, I'll that's tell, what I'm saying I'm, I'll I'm tell not you sure this is black and white, is that? Yeah, moment? I'll tell you where the difference for me is just now if they're both playing t- uh, 10 out of 10 I think we're in for a cracker you look at I think Rangers... Uh, strengths just now defensively they don't give up many goals right yes yeah, really good defensive record, oh brilliant absolutely brilliant I think if you look at Celtic I think they, they do I think they'll give you a set play and I think that's Achilles heel just now uh, but if you look at the attacking side I think if they're going 10 out of 10 at each other I think you've got guys like Kyogo who's a magnificent finisher um, you know so I think you've got different balances how if the both teams are playing at their strengths? Yeah, I, listen, Dazzler just touched on a, a, a big part of my point. Rangers haven't faced a shot on target in the last three domestic games. 
So I think oh. if they're going to get a result at the weekend, I think they need to be at defensive best because for me, when both teams match up, I still think Celtic have more firepower going forward. I think the return of Maeda is important because I think he's always no contributed positively in the Fulham games. I do think, you know, we touched on Lundstrom and Golson's availability. I think what happens with Carter Vickers is going to be important. Hitati, if he comes back, I think it'll be a big part to play as well. Um, but I think it's fair to say Celtic will go into the game with, uh, as favourites, especially with the, the record they've got in, in all forums at Celtic Park over the years. But I think if Rangers are at their best defensively, you know that they've got goals in the likes of Seema with the record that he's got just now. James Tavernier for dead ball situations and popping up with the back post as well. So I think anything can happen. Like I said earlier, I don't think any result this week can mm-hmm. surprise me. Um, thank you to Stephen. Let's hear from the Celtic camp. Greg Taylor says they've had justified criticism this season but thinks they've got the right character uh, to deal with it he says the imminent return of Rio Hatati and Leila Bada could be big yeah exactly back not just for the game at the weekend but just in general we've missed these guys they've um, been injured for a long long time so to have a competition for places and have these guys back who played real vital roles last season will only help us I think Rio brings a real dynamism in terms of he's uh, strong on the ball creative and uh, real energy in midfield and then Leal He's a threat always and behind, goal scorer. So, yeah, two guys that are uh, top players for us. No way disappointing performances and when that comes you get a bit of stick. That's normal, especially at a club this size. The supporters demand performances and results. And um, the, the two defeats uh, together weren't, weren't good enough. So, no, I think um, justified uh, that we, we took a bit of stick. But there was a lot of boys in there with big broad shoulders that can take it and um, go out and try and prove it on. Two months out for Hatati, four months closer to four for Abada. They're certainly getting there or or something near. Would it be? Can you can you see it? Can you see them returning no, in no, time? No, no chance. No, no, and they'll tell you. Uh, um, I don't think Brendan Rodgers would throw them in. Um, plus, if I if you look at Celtic's front three, I think that picks itself just now. Um, so the only one that you would look at Hatati, who's so important to Celtic, because he is a a fantastic midfield player, but. To bout for that long, come back into a game, that importance, the pace of that game, especially early, uh, I think that'd be a big risk. I think even to, to get him returned into the squad will be important, maybe for the last 20-30 minutes, I think as well, coincide with Paolo Bernardo's best performance in a Celtic mm-hmm. jersey, means that he's pretty much nailed for next week as well. Uh, I just I, I do think for Celtic's point of view, I think the big one is Cameron Carter-Vickers. I think he's so important to them. I don't think he said he's... Best form this year, but he's been injured for the uh, for the best part of the season. But uh, again, some of what I said about Maeda, I think he's been a big player in all forums recently. Uh, for Rangers' point of view, I just think if if Lundstrom's not fit, I think that midfield area they're already quite short. So, you know, a few question marks over his availability as well. Yeah, thanks again to Stephen. Let's bring in Andy, who is a Celtic fan. How's it going, Andy? Very well, Gordon. Uh, season's greetings to you all. Thank you. Same to you. What are you thinking tonight, Andy? Thoughts on the game already, or is it January, or what? What you got for us? No, I think uh, the countdown's already started for Saturday, isn't it? Uh, the, the nerves are starting to jingle in, and realising how big a game is. Listen, I've had an observation I wanted to share with you for a couple of weeks, and it's just everybody I hear keeps going on about how Kyogo's underperforming, and how Greg Taylor isn't making such a big impact this season. Um, I, I've got a question for Andy Halliday first, if you don't mind it. Go for it. Andy, you're obviously doing your coaching badge stuff like being involved in the game for a long time. When, when did you first hear the phrase inverted pullbacks? Um, well, the first time I've uh, seen it was the sort of later years of, of Pep Guardiola at Barcelona. Um, obviously, it's came a lot more defined in the game recently in modern day football. You see Brighton have used it. Uh, obviously, Ange coming to Scottish football was a 
uh, a big user of it as well. I think everyone wants the overloads in the middle of the park, and that's why it's coming, you know, so prominent in the game. Well, my, my, I've been involved in the game a lot less level than you for for many years, and I only heard that. Obviously, Cruyff and that done it when you look you do your research. But I only heard that when when Postecoglou came to Celtic. And for me, the, the observation I've got at the moment is people are suggesting Kugel's playing a different position. For me, the, the difference is, and for Taylor, is that we're not playing uh, that system as much as we were before. Again, I don't have the stats to prove it, but my just based on games I was at and watching in the last couple of seasons, I think Celtic's biggest threat was a pass for the, for the inverted fullback and the channel between the centre-back and the fullback and a first-time cross into Kyogo. At the moment, we've got two wide players who, uh, first of all, were, defend, were, were full-backs only both starting in that position. So therefore, there's less passes going into the, 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 the channel in the box for to get a first-time box across. I do believe, however, watching the last two games, there's been a wee slight switch, and we're doing that more often, and I think that's where we're most, 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 most dangerous. So uh, Kyogo's got a wee bit of hard time. Taylor's got a wee bit of hard time. But I would suggest if if we played more of that, he continued to do what Foster uh, Cogler was doing. I'm not saying Rodgers shouldn't introduce his own system, but they guys have played that system. Johnston and Taylor have been doing that for the last couple of years. And we're not getting any joy when we go, we go wide to Palmer. He's got to take a few touches, cut back inside, but at that time, Kyogo having started in the offside position, the, the, the first cross isn't getting by the defender. Uh, and similarly on the other side. So um, I, I just, I just, I've been listening to people going on a long time about Kyogo playing in a different position and stuff like that. I don't believe he is. I just believe we're not getting a body in that channel to get the best of him. I think at the start of the season, um, listen, I, th- I agree with a, a, a lot of your points. I think at the start of the season, I felt as if Kyogo was playing a different role. I think at the start of the season, when it was sort of the four-two-three-one, the the, the the two centre defensive business. I think it was Tumbo that started in the ten. You just look back at the, if you even look back at the goals at the, the first couple of games of the season, it was Kyogo dropping short, receiving the ball, and it was Tumble making the direct, uh, direct runs in behind. I think a big, sort of prominent way of Celtic's attack last year was the two eights playing high, like you said, the wingers really high and wide. And when they received it, like you said, the underlapping runs cut back. You've seen a lot of that recently, especially at Dens Park at the weekend, which is why I thought for me it was Paolo Bernardo's best performance for Celtic because him and O'Reilly were sort of floating about in their pockets, making it very difficult for Dundee players to pick them up. A lot of unselfish runs in behind, which for me was very, very undervalued for Celtic last year. It was a lot talked about how they were on the ball, but how much they had willing runners running behind making it difficult for teams was big as well. And I think you have seen a sort of slight tweak towards that recently. I don't like this is where Gordon, how much of so this stuff's by design, how much of it then is, you know, the way, the way the game pans out and players taking initiative. Because Andy, I think, is right. They were very inverted at mm-hmm. Dens Park. I feel like I remember just to some kind of random games for, as an example Livingston away remember Celtic went down to 10 men yeah. Greg Taylor was very inverted that mm-hmm. day and was very good that day so I don't know if it's is it horses for courses or um, are, are the players not doing it as often as I th- by design <coughs> I think I think when Postacoglu introduced up here I thought he caught everybody out by surprise teams didn't know how to handle it I think as so your hearts played them first didn't they yeah, yeah, first yeah. And, and, and they just they overrun the middle of the park and leave their wide players to go and um, get the you know as Andy says get the quality ball in for Kyogo I think Brendan Rodgers has tweaked it slightly I still think they do it but I think teams are more switched on now and they get more bodies in to flood that middle of the park and sort of a stamp out that danger um, but He's tweaked it slightly, and I'll tell you who it's benefited. O'Reilly. O'Reilly's been absolutely sensational. 
uh, under Brendan Rodgers for me. I'm not saying he wasn't a good under Postacoglu, but I think he's more of a threat. I think he gets into great positions. He's scoring goals as well. At, at the beginning, Kyogo was coming too deep for me. And I think Brendan Rodgers has mm. probably worked on that. No, but that's the thing. So you you sort of disagree with Andy. Andy thinks the main difference is that has been the fullbacks, and that's why it sort of is having a knock on effect for Kyogo. No, no, I think yeah, I think I think when the the fullbacks uh, inverted get in there and you overload the middle part and your control of it, then I think you'll create a lot more chances. But what I'm saying is oppositions now have got the idea and working on it. The minute Taylor and Johnston steps in, yeah, I watched it live at Comana, then. Kilmarnock players were flooding the middle of the park to stop that space and stop the balls going in. So they couldn't then go and dominate the middle of the park. Then Kyogo's try to come a little bit short to pull people away for O'Reilly, as, as Andy was talking about with Turnbull, but O'Reilly's the man that's now doing it. Is it the... But I think I've noticed lately that Kyogo's starting to... He's not coming in, he's staying on that shoulder... Mm. Palmer is starting to produce, especially at Celtic Park. I think Palmer is absolutely brilliant at Celtic Park. I think uh, he needs a bit more, for me, away. Like, say, I watched him at Kilmarnock. His numbers are good, as they say. The yeah, way yeah, like, yeah, but I just think, I think at Celtic Park, he's in a sort of a different level for me. Mm. I think Maeda coming back will help as well, gives him pace, stretch it. But Kyogo, Andy said that Kyogo and Taylor were coming in for criticism. It was from Celtic supporters. Listen from us. I think Taylor's been terrific for Celtic and Kyogo's one of the best strikers going about. Thank you, Andy. 01419511025. We can keep looking back on last night's action as well if you want. St Mirren fans, Kilmarnock fans, Harps, Hibs, where are you? Pick up the phone and we'll do a full-time teaser next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Gordon Diel are here. It's 01419511025. We can look ahead to the weekend. We can talk signings. Fabio Silva is going to be a Rangers player. We can look back on last night. I'd like to do that as well. Uh, but it's up to you. Pick up those phones whilst I get this up and running. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Okay, let's get this question up and running. I quite like this. It's sort of topical for this weekend. Thanks to Stephen McCara for sending it in recently. We're looking for nine players who've played for Rangers and they scored into Joe Hart whilst he was at Man City. So we're looking for nine players who've played for Rangers and they scored into Joe Hart whilst he was at Man City. What years was Joe Hart at Man City? I, I, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not telling you just now. As, as if that'll make any difference to you. Uh, well, I know my years. So as if you're going to say, ah, oh, he's, oh, I, thought it was, I thought he was 2015. Yeah, no, I just don't want to go too far back. That's my problem. Go, give me the first one that comes to head so we can get a good laugh at it. I'm not really thinking. Um, can you give me, like, Peter would, Beardsley or no, something? No, I've got to go Yelovich. That's a good shout. Well is, he, done. is he? Yes. Oh, see what I mean? I'm on fire. I should remember one for the game, Graham Dons. Yep. Oh, brilliant. Um, Aaron Ramsey. No. Wow. Would you believe? Arteta? Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there then because you made a positive start. Thanks again to Stephen McCarra. The question nine players. So you can play along at home um, if you want. And if you want to send your question in and get it used on the show, that's full time 
at Clyde1.com Nine players who've played for Rangers And scored into Joe Hart whilst he was at Man City Mikel Arteta, Nikita Jelovic, Graham Dorans Six others before the end of the show uh, Kenny is a Hearts fan on the line And you must be a happy Hearts fan after last night, Kenny Oh, very, very happy, mate uh, Evening, guys, Gordon, to, to Gordon and Andy Hello uh, You know, as I said to the producer, mate I, I, I'm quite glad that the Sky's finally acknowledged the Edinburgh Derby Because as much as some might view the, the last night quite boring And what a start to a game, what a finish to a game I couldn't be a happier jamba walking home with my kids for leave last night. I mean, Andy, what's the... He's off today, actually. Yep. Oh, well, forget that then. Scrap that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say what was the feeling like. camp. What's the group I chat? Could have, I could uh, have a right good guess. What's the group chat been like? I mean, the, the, the uh, group wish, chat for the boys that weren't in the squad was wish just were shanks with clapping emojis <laughs> just because, listen, he's, he's obviously on fire. He's, that's 11 goals, league goals for the season. I think he scored five in his last four, four consecutive games. I think he scored over 50% of our league goals this year. He's just a man on form. And, uh, obviously, Kenny touched on the game last night. I mean, quite quite often you see in derbies, I, I, I think both teams don't show themselves in best light in terms of quality. I thought it was quite, uh, quite scrappy at, at times. But for the neutral, must have still yeah. been entertaining because it was end to end. Both teams going for the win. A lot of drama. And then obviously the main drama come in the 93rd minute. I just like the hype about it. You know, we, we had a bit of a discussion, quite a lot of long discussion in the end last night because it was, there was good, you know, Kenny mentions the TV coverage. It was supposed to be an attempt at being innovative. Nick Montgomery mm. was going to be mic'd up. Um, that then didn't happen. The Scottish FA saying IFAB rules don't permit it, but obviously it was very, it was left very late in the day until that sort of came out. Um, so that, that didn't go ahead, but there was still, it felt a bit different. You know, there was cameras in the dressing rooms and one of Andy's teammates had a body cam on. And oh, yeah. a lot that of, was... It was bizarre. The size of that thing as well. Um, but what I mean is, I, I feel a lot went into it. It felt like there was a hype about it. Um, and it just sort of shows you that if you can produce those big moments, I'm, I'm going to do something I would really do and, and reference the number of views because this caught my eye today. It probably wasn't a classic game. We get mm. that. I noticed on Sky Sports... Twitter account when they posted the video of Lauren Shanklin's goal it's now been viewed nearly 5 million times um, it just felt like a big deal last night if that makes mm-hmm. sense for yeah. a number of reasons I think I think it, I, I, I think that it got off to such a exciting <laughs> yeah. start I'm, I'm looking at this game thinking this is going to be classic this is going to be one of those games we'll be talking about for years to come two penalty misses and you're thinking right what's coming next in between was a bit drab if I've got to say I thought the quality was a bit poor uh, but when you're playing games like that and especially with the the, 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 the fixture there were over 20,000 there last night I love going to Easter Road always good crowd and to score with excitement and the quality of a goal the Hearts fans will not be given a jot how good or bad the game was it was all about that moment derbies are all about a moment and Lauren Shankland obviously produced that last night can you imagine how much views Nick Montgomery's mic would have got if that was on for the last minute winner? The one that got away, maybe in the future, because no. I think everyone would have loved to have heard that. Um, Kenny, were you fearing the worst when he missed the penalty? Because things you don't often see. Lauren Shanklin, what was he, 15 out of 15 for Hearts up until that point? I, I, uh, I deleted the video. <laughs> I, I was taking it thinking there was going to be a big roar here, but uh, it didn't happen. Uh, no, I, I think... Uh, the way, the way Hearts are going now is it's, it's good and it's positive, you know. 
mean, the kids are there home and away every week, every time we can. Uh, it's just a, a fantastic day. Yeah, well, how big a moment, Andy, as well? This is the the man next to you. This is the problem. Goal scorers get all the credit, all the headlines. But there's a really interesting situation brewing in goal at your team yeah. because everybody knows who Craig Gordon is and what he's done and how people view him and Gorgie and he's fit and he's available and then Xander Clark goes and produces a save like that penalty save in an Edinburgh derby. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm glad you brought it up because it was I, I was so happy for him. Not not only just for the, the moment of the game, but we all know, you know Craig Gordon, he's, he's a legend at hearts and he's very well thought of uh, uh, within the club. But I mean, that's 10 clean sheets in 19 games now for Xander this season. He, he's in very, very good form. And uh, obviously, uh, uh, the manager, Stephen A. Smith, has, has showed a lot of faith in him, keeping him in the team while, while Craig Gordon's came back just because of the form he's had. And as much as we've had Lauren Shanklin scoring goals in, in one end of the pitch, we've got the second best, sorry, the, only conceded one more goal in Celtic, our defensive record has been outstanding this season. And like I said, 10 clean sheets in 19, and a lot of that has been down to Xander in goals. And, when you actually watch it back as well, it's, like, it's actually a good penalty. Martin yeah. Boyle's took he's hit it hard, he's hit it low, and it's a very difficult one for a for a goalkeeper to get to. But what a save to to keep it out! Yeah, you've got to give the goalkeepers all the credit in the world. Um, you know, see, he's he's playing week in week out with that pressure that, that Craig Gordon is now back fit, and Andy uh, described it there. He's a hero, and probably a lot of fans are be looking forward to him to come back in now. The manager stuck with him, and rightly so, because he's having a terrific time. And it's up to him to keep that jersey. And if he keeps performing like he's doing, then Craig Gordon, like other goalkeepers, as good as he is, has got to wait for his opportunity. And was Steve Clark watching? It's just the other mm. one that you have to throw in. We've not even referenced that side of it for, for Lauren Shankland as well. Oh, he's, he's on that plane already. It has to be. He's learning German as we speak. It has to be for me. I, to, I, listen, I've been a, a very vocal about no squads he's been omitted from recently because I just think any Scotland striker that include Lyndon Dykes in that include Jacob Brown in that if we, we need a goal in the last 10-15 minutes of a game for me there's no better than Lauren Shanklin uh, 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 for a Scotland perspective so I think coinciding with his form just now long may that continue and hopefully it does for me he's got to be in the he's got to be in the point of Germany yeah Xander Clark as well it's good, here, here. good for both of them isn't it uh, it certainly is um, uh, hitting form at the right time there's still a bit of time to go of course it's June um, but it's important for Xander Clark to keep that number if if he's got any hope of going uh, it's important for him to keep that number one jersey and so far he's, he's he's doing that he's playing very very well indeed and the confidence he'll get from that penalty save last night in the derby as well um, so it's up to Craig Gordon to show his worth now. Difficult one for Andy to answer. He's alluded to that earlier, so I'll put it back to you. Is this where, amidst all this, all Rangers should sign Lauren Shankland or whoever else should sign Lauren Shankland and Hearts obviously want to keep him? Is that where this becomes an... That would become an extra complicated scenario because surely he wouldn't want to leave for somewhere that he might not play between now and the end of... The season. I know players want to play everywhere. Any mm -hmm. any move they make, but particularly right now, mm -hmm. how much is he thinking club football future, and how much is he thinking where gives me the best chance of getting? Um, to the honestly, I think the way the lad is just now. Because if he stays at Hearts, you two yeah. have both got him in. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, but yeah. I think no matter where he goes, if he goes to Rangers, for me, he plays. 
I think, and and I think he's got that confidence, and I think he's certainly got the ability to match it. So if you look at that situation, you're totally right, Gordon. You don't want to end up going for money, then missing out in a massive tournament um, in June because you've sat on the bench and not had enough game time, especially when you're on the form you're on. Mm. But I think Shankland, there's not many teams right now, and I'm talking Scotland, certainly Scotland, Rangers, for instance, they would not, for me, he would be number one pick. Thank you to Kenny on the line. It wasn't the only big game last night, though. I was wondering if we would get some happy Kilmarnock fans, and Jack falls into that category. Jack, how are you? I'm delighted, to say the least. Um, that's five games unbeaten now. I feel that, to be honest, there was a lot of talk about St Mirren at the start of the season, how well they've done. And there's been no really much talk about Kelly and how well they've done, considering they only secured safety last season in the last day. Yeah, I mean, I mean that run's been fantastic, hasn't it, Jack? And then you go back, I mean, Celtic's included in it, but then you've got previous wins against Celtic and Rangers at the start of the season. Yeah, we've, we've, shown, we've shown this year that we're, we're not just going to lie down to the old firm, we're going to take it to them. And the twi- two times we've took it to them at home, we've, we, I'd say we even gave Celtic a decent wee run at points at Parkhead, so it'll be interesting to see how we do against Rangers on the, I think it's the second. You're flying, come on, aren't they? Mm, yeah, I watched them against Celtic Rugby Park, second half. Derek made one or two tactical switches and I thought they were brilliant against Celtic. Um, and everybody... You know, highlighted oh Celtic were poor. I thought it was all down to Kamarnock. Thought they deserved their win. Um, yeah, sitting up there in fourth place, um, they're starting to find a way to win away from home as well. I think that was their big Achilles heel last season. Their away record was dreadful. They were depending on Rugby Park, but I think Derek's looked at that situation. He's got a good squad. He really has. He's got a good squad there. He's got a nice balance, uh, experienced players, guys that can get him goals as well. So he's he's built that club very, very well indeed. And if you're a Kamano fan just now, you must be over the moon what you're seeing. Where did you tip them to finish? Around uh, about the fourth. Was it? Yeah, I, I, that's why I knew. Sure? It was 10th last year because I knew that we beat the pundit. That's why the guy's sitting in the living room now crying no, but with a ball. I said they were my dark horses for this year. Yeah, I did as well. I had them up there on 4th or 5th. I know Andy tells the truth. I'm yeah, look into yeah. yours. Um, Andy, what's been what's been so impressive about them recently? Daz is right, it is. It's the away form. Uh, last year it was it was really, really poor. I think they only had one, maybe two wins away from home all last season. And in the midst of this 5-1 game beating run, four wins in that. And, and you're talking about wins at Pataudry, wins against St Mern, who aren't in their best form just now, but by all accounts it's a difficult place to go. Uh, and I did think a lot relied on the, the, the strikers going into this season. I felt as if Watkins was going to be a big player for them because... I felt they could be, maybe end up being too reliant on Vassell going into the season and he's had his injury, injury issues as well. But listen, for me, Derek McInnes, one of the best managers in the league, no I doubt think, about it. I think it. the boy, I don't know, you've probably played against him, Andy. I like the boy Armstrong. Armstrong's a good player. Matty Kendi's a good player. Yeah. We're talking about recruitment. Robbie Dees, I think, they recruited mm. well. They brought back Stuart Finlay. I just think you coincide a good manager with good recruitment in the summer. It's no surprise to see Kilmarnock do as well as they have. Um, Jack, have you sort of reassessed your goals because we won't speak ill of hearts in front of Andy Halliday and of course they had the good win last night but but clearly Hibs on the other hand and Aberdeen you know the big clubs the clubs you expect to get up there if they're going to do it they, they've not started brilliantly are you, are you starting to look at that table and, and maybe aim a bit higher? Uh, I would say so I'm not, I'm not naive enough to think the hearts won't do it the hearts are a very strong outfit but 
I know that we can do it. We've shown it in previous years under Steve Clark. Great manager, I know, but I'd say Derek McInnes is he's proved it in the Scottish game before. He's done it before with Aberdeen. Um, I think another European trip for my lifetime would be good, considering what happened with the last one. But I, I was going to say, um, you've got to try and make up for that one, don't you? Right, we definitely do. But I, I do feel as if we have, we have got a really good squad, and in January we've got a right chance to upgrade, because up front, the, the, the two strikers are great. I love Marley Watkins and I love Vassell, but I feel as if we get a real out-and-out goal scorer, and we create a lot of chances and miss a lot of chances, so if we get that out-and-out goal scorer, then I feel as if we could really charge on, and I heard Van Veen sniffing about Scotland again. Oh, that would kill you, oh, Gordon, break, wouldn't it? You would break my heart. Oh, honestly, <laughs> I couldn't handle her, honestly, the thought of it. Um, but thanks to Jack, a happy Kilmarnock fan. Uh, by contrast, St Mirren. Mm. They're not in their best moment, are they? Uh, absolutely flying high. I think at one point, were they, were they eight points clear in third? Or was it definitely five? But they were, listen, they were, they were having a great time of it. But recently, uh, I think they'd only won one in the last six or seven. Um, and, and just not. Yeah, we're talking about Kilmarnock with, with goal scorers. That's what, that, that's what been a big issue for St. Murnau over the last few games is just having that guy that's going to get you 10, 15 goals a season. I think they've got quality there. Uh, Ayungu is somebody I, 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 I really like personally but again he's he's you know struggled fitness wise this season uh, and again I think maybe a bit too reliant on certain players I think you know, the biggest one for me I think the main creator is Ryan Strain and him being injured I think you've realised a, a dip in chances created and ultimately a dip in goals for that reason Thank you very much Jack hopefully we speak to you again soon that was Jack Kilmarnock fan that Rod tweeted in when we were talking about Lauren Shanklin they are saying he'd be first pick for Rangers anyway says Rod on Twitter um, moan the Jags now I know you've got a complex relationship with Patrick Thistle fans love the anyway. Jags love them. Um, but inspired by one of our previous conversations moan the Jags says he just fired up champ manager 0102 game had a search for the Dazzler and as Kevin Bridges would say he's as unemployed as <laughs> in the computer <laughs> game so there we go uh, right on your teaser then nine uh, players have played for Rangers and they've scored into Joe Hart whilst he was at Man City Mikel Arteta Nikita Jelovic and Graham Dorans Defoe yep Stephen Esmer yep you're a gaffer Kenny Muller no I had to, I had to guess him didn't I Kenny's in me. Uh, Kenny was Connor was Golson Joe, one no just thinking. Was Joe Hart in goals though when Kenny scored against England at Wembley? I think he would have. Yeah, been. He would have yeah been, well, yeah. there you go then. Um, no. Lee McCulloch? Nope. What have you got left? We Three, could, four? We could go and Three, cut. I think. Yeah. Four left. We'll try Wind and get. We'll, no, we'll try and get. Oh, rubbish. That's even worse. Hey, kid, of course, we'll, in the cup. We'll try and get them next. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Unbelievable scenes in the Clyde One Super Scoreboard <laughs> studio. I mean, I don't always disclose the private oh, conversations no. that go you can't on. Repeat that. Well, I'll leave out some of the details, oh, obviously. But please don't. The gist of the story, and Gordon Dale's mind is blown here because he's obviously from an older generation. Andy Halliday, Deliveroo's other delivery platforms are available. Toilet roll if he needs it. If he's caught short, he'll fire up the iPhone, yep. get some toilet roll delivered. Two things. He's yeah. so obviously get too much money. And he, mm. he must. Li he obviously lives in a busy part of the city where these things are. And he's near kitchen roller us, tissues. Us, uh, yes. A bit of context, though. If I can go to the shop, I'd go to the shop. But I'm saying, if I us if Lanarkshire, I realise there's an emergency here, there's no toilet roll. Us Wait, I was going to have my dinner and I gave up. With that. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got this image in my, no, my head I, now. I'm not, I, believe it or not, I'm not really focused on the specifics of what he's up to. I'm just. Mm. It's the. It's the modern man. Do you cook, Dazza? Yeah, I'm very good cook, mate. 
I right. can I can rustle up anything. I, I can as well, but no, to- what, what, I can't I can't even make toilet. Do you know Do you know what impressed me was he actually the premium one there. That's that's class. Yeah, so you pay for like a yearly subscription to your delivery platform. Yep. Yeah, I think it's like. 40, 50 pounds for a year. Or I genuinely. It's got me so much toilet roll. Maybe I'm just really naive, and maybe maybe loads of people do that, and I've just never thought about it. But it's just too easy, isn't it? Too easy. Honestly, uh, especially if you need the modern world. Hugh Keevans genuinely will. He'll be sitting at home right now, just staring at his Nokia. Ah, but he's got a pack of six in the, the bathroom. <laughs> a pack, he's got a pack of eighty. He? You just Honestly, know he'll never run out of up. This is a man who dealt with ration books, and he's now talking oh. about firing up the phone to get. Toilet roll delivered. Remarkable. Remarkable. Anyway, uh, right, back to something a bit oh, more familiar. Sorry. Um, can you name nine players who've played for Rangers and scored into Joe Hart whilst he was at Man one. City? You've got Arteta, Jelovic, Defoe, Dorans and Naismith. Definitely, because he's in I was hoping quiz. you wouldn't get Naismith so that your teammates would ridicule you. <laughs> Charlie Adams? No. Oh, David Weir? Um, no. I'm I, can think, I think a lot like Alan Hutton's not going to have scored uh, Alan Hutton I've said this many times on the show like you just ba- what what is that you've been doodling I've just looked over to see some of your answers for the teaser mm. what's on that other bit of paper it's not right is it <laughs> Wait, what's wrong <laughs> hold it's it up right. to the camera no, Hurry up. no come on. it's not a rude come it's on. not a rude image is it just hold it up that's uh, quite good Speak, you only speak so the mic. Oh, done, didn't he speak for the phone? Oh, done. Look at that, man. There you go. There you go. (laughs) What is your problem? (laughs) So he thought I was putting down notes. So Steve Bradley was talking, I seen him writing. He did that at the start. See what the notes was, he's drawn a fox. Hold that up again. Let's get a real zoomed in. Why why are you so interested in that? That's lovely, isn't it? Hold on. I just had one for the teaser and I forgot it. So honestly, we're trying to talk football, and that's what you're doing on that bit of paper. Yeah, that's so rude. It's, it's called concentration. Oh, it's, it's just it's ignorant or boredom, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, oh, I just had one for the teaser. For Who was it? Well, you get the rest of your answers, Andy. I'm going to put you on the spot with this. Clyde won. Fifty years as Glasgow and the West's number one. Baby, you Clyde, two six one. All together. You may have heard that this fine radio station turns 50 on Hogmanay and to mark the occasion we've been doing a lot of special things on the show you'll have heard us using the original the retro super scoreboard theme tune it's magnificent it's gone down a storm Uh, lots of other things coming up programs and great features to mark the occasion and here because we like to make it all about football is we've been asking the pundits for their own top Scottish football moment from the last 50 years It can be anything, just a personal memory to them. It's not even in any order. It's not some sort of definitive list. It's just a personal choice. We've had some great choices. Gordon DL, you went David Marshall. Yeah. Serbia. Uh, We've had Celtic getting to Seville. I think Charlie Mulgrew picked the quadruple treble. Uh, Kenny Miller picked Helicopter Sunday. I went James McFadden in Paris. Tonight is Andy Halliday's turn. Take it away. Personal memory. I'm going to take you back all the way to 2002-2003 season. Going into the final game of the season, Rangers and Celtic were both level on points and level on goal difference. Rangers at home at Dunfermline, Celtic at Wake Up Marnock at Rugby Park, and the drama that ensued was quite incredible. It ebbed and flowed the full game. Rangers go up 1 0 early, Dunfermline equalise. I think when Alan Thompson scored a penalty, I think it was to make it 3 0. 
the, 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 the league title was heading to Celtic Park and then late drama Rangers managed to get another three goals win the game 6-1 Celtic managed to win 4-0 but Rangers win the title by one goal difference mm, incredible and of course it all was taken well taken on the chin and mm. no one made any sort of accusatory no, remarks no, 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 afterwards not. about how it finished 6-0 I'll never forget that I gave Jimmy Calder with Rangers talk that night <laughs> <laughs> so there we are that's Andy Halliday's choice we're nearly done I think we'll get a couple of the pundits to add theirs in the coming days um, and it was just a bit of fun to mark the 50th anniversary of this radio station uh, speaking of which I mean it, it, it's remarkable the contrast to think about the broadcasting heavyweights that have made this station what it is over the last 50 years, for me then to turn on Clyde One on Boxing Day and hear that they let you mm. and Mark Wilson have their own show. It was good. I enjoyed that. Some of the rubbish you were coming out with was... Uh, look, you've just got to... It's different. It's not about the football. It's just about Mark and I and the way we celebrate Christmas and what happens and some of our... Some of the music was good. You could have chose some of these songs. Uh, uh, I thought your comment <laughs> about filling Roger Hanna's head with pound coins was particularly unfair. <laughs> well, it's true. If I I'm going so. to tell you something. If most guys in this show had that choice to make, I think they're going for the I thought the, that the was Roger. particularly unfair. Um, <laughs> there was something else I wanted to pull you up on that really upset me on Boxing Day, but... Um, I can't remember That was the main one I'll get back to you Over the weekend uh, Right we need a couple more In the teaser Nine players oh. have played For Rangers And scored into Joe Hart Whilst he was at City Arteta, Jelovic, Defoe Dorans, Naismith Three to get What about Stephen Whitaker? No I thought you had it Right first name Stephen Davis Yes Okay Come on Andy You remember When Rangers scored All the goals against him And you can't remember Who scored them Against Joe Hart no. Easy. How, What's the oldest one? Easiest clue of all time he terrorises Mark Wilson in his nightmares. Uh, Daniel Kuzan. Told you, you'd get off that. Daniel Kuzan, hope you're listening, Mark. I'll say. Uh, oh, there's two to get. I thought we'd missed one. Um, Come on. Is one... It, uh, how, how far back are we going here? Yeah, we're going back a bit, actually, to the... Um, maybe not too long after that period you just mentioned. He was a striker, played for a good few clubs in England. James B. Yes. And the last one... Franny Jeffers, no. No, he's not a striker. He wouldn't have even scored that many. That's what's tough about it. And he is now a manager in England. Uh, um, um, centre back uh, um, Martin No it's no Martin Russell Martin Russell Martin Wow Well done Gordon Russell DL Martin. Thank you very much Andy Halliday I am Elsewhere tomorrow And Andrew McLean Is going to look after you Hugh Keevans I wonder what he's been up to Over Christmas I can't wait to find out I'll be sure to tune in Find out what he's been up to Over Christmas And I'm sure he'll have One or two interesting thoughts Ahead of a certain fixture In the east end of Glasgow On Saturday So make sure you join the guys At six Tomorrow I will speak to you again On Saturday Which promises to be Quite the day And I can't believe it Just remembered Hugh Keevans is off tomorrow as well. <laughs> but Kenny Miller will have loads to say and so will Jim Duffy. Uh, never let it be said that I let the details pass me by. Enjoy your weekend, Hugh, uh, and we'll uh, speak to you soon.